Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys my AFC Breakout Players videos. I'm going to go through every single team in the AFC and tell you which player I think is going to break out on that respective team. There's also going to be an NFC video for their breakout players as well. It would have been much too long of a video if I did the whole NFL as a whole. So if your team's in the AFC, I'll be talking about them. But if you want to hear about every single player in the AFC that I think is going to have a breakout year, make sure to listen to this. It's going to be a great overall experience. If you guys end up enjoying this video, please click that subscribe button down below. We have passed my goal of 4,000 subscribers. Now we're on to hit that 5,000 subscriber goal. So let's get right into it. AFC breakout players. Now, the first division I'm going to be talking about here is the AFC East, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Buffalo Bills. So the first team to talk about here is my Miami Dolphins, and I actually kind of debated within my head of who I wanted to pick. Did I want to pick Preston Williams, or did I want to go with Mike Gesicki, the tight end? But I actually decided to go with Preston Williams, wide receiver of the Miami Dolphins, because I don't think he gets talked up enough to how good I think he really is. So last season, he played in just eight games and finished above 10 points, Five times. He averaged 11.3 PPR points per game, 60 targets, which is 7.5 per game, 32 receptions, 4.0 per game, 428 receiving yards, 53.3 per game, and three total touchdowns. Now, if you want to talk more about Preston Williams, actually, if you look at this right here, this really tells the tale of how good Preston Williams truly is. Now, this has to deal with Devontae Parker's splits with or without Preston Williams. When Preston Williams was in a Dolphins uniform, when he's healthy, when he's playing in the games, Preston Williams averages eight less points in PPR formats than without Mr. Preston Williams. When Preston Williams is in, he's not doing too good. So what does that tell you? What that tells you is that Preston Williams is Mr. Ryan Fitzmagic's favorite target on the team. He was peppering Preston Williams with targets. And the same thing goes with Devontae Parker as Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki didn't really do anything until Preston Williams got hurt. So what this tells me is to fade Devontae Parker and to also really like Preston Williams because as long as Fitzmagic is the quarterback, which I should see for the first eight to ten weeks of the season unless he ends up going down. I think he'll be the starter and then maybe they edge Tua in or maybe Fitzmagic plays the whole season and Preston Williams has a great year but once the quarterback change happens anything is a go. It could be Preston Williams being Tua's favorite target. Gasicki could be Tua's favorite target or it could be Devontae Parker. So I really like Preston Williams this year. I think he has a breakout season. He showed a lot last year that he was a talented wide receiver a solid flex option at the beginning of the year before he ended up getting hurt. But with that said now he's healthy so he should be a great wide receiver for fantasy football that you can find late. I think he's going to have a big breakout year, and if he can stay healthy, I wouldn't be surprised to see the guy over a thousand yards. Now, the next team, the AFC East to cover here is the New York Football Jets, and that is Brashad Perryman, wide receiver of the Jets. Now, Brashad Perryman comes from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last season, he did not really get too many opportunities, but he was lighting it up the last couple of weeks of the season, which I'm going to show you in the next part of the video, but he, they're right now at the New York Football Jets. Obviously, Robbie Anderson leaves. There's a couple other guys leave, so there's 154 vacated targets in New York for Mr. Brashad Perryman. Vacated targets means those guys left the team, so there's 154 more targets that could be taken up if Sam Darnold throws the same amount of passes. So maybe you could either go a little higher, maybe it's 165, or maybe it's 145, but around there. He had 69 targets last year, nice, 4.9 per game, 36 receptions, 2.6 per game, 645 receiving yards, 46.1 per game, and six total touchdowns. And he did this all behind Mike Evans and behind Chris Godwin. In a New York football Jets uniform, he is going to be the wide receiver 
potentially one on the team. I think Denzel Mims, it may take him a bit longer to become that guy. And I think Brashad Perryman has been in the league for a couple of years, so he should be able to fill right in with that role. He played great with Tampa Bay down the stretch, as we can see by right here. He played against Jacksonville, against A.J. Bouye, a great corner in the NFL, 13.7 points in PPR, 16 points, then 34 points, 17 points, and 24 points. He was the number two wide receiver and the number three wide receiver in fantasy football weeks 15 and 17. What that tells me is that Brashad Perryman can be a talented guy. Over 13 points per game every single game down the stretch once he became the wide receiver one. He could be the wide receiver one in a New York Jets football uniform. He could be the slot guy. He could take over for Jameson Crowder. I think Brashad Perryman is a very talented wide receiver, and he doesn't get talked about a bunch by the mainstream fantasy analysts, so I thought I'd bring him up here. Let me know what you guys think about every single player to talk about here, or maybe just the player that's on your favorite team in the AFC. So the next team to talk about here is the New England Deflatriots, and the first player that I want to talk about here for the Patriots is Nikhil Harry, wide receiver. Now, last year, he only played seven games. He was the first-round draft pick for the New England Patriots, so he obviously he had some high expectations, especially when Bill drafts a guy in the first round of wide receiver would normally find some random lacrosse player on the street to play wide receiver for the New England Patriots. So last year he finished as wide receiver number one, two, three in 2019 in just seven games. He didn't really do anything. His stats are on the screen if you want to read them, but stats really do not tell the tale of what he could be this season. Julian Edelman is still going to be there, but Julian Edelman might fade out. Tom Brady really fed him. What happens when Stidham is the starter and Stidham starts feeding Nikhil Harry? Bill Belichick drafted him highly. He's going to make sure to draw plays where Nikhil Harry could get the ball. So I think that Nikhil Harry is destined for a breakout season this year. He probably would have broke out last year had he not have gotten hurt in preseason and played the full 16-game slate. So I think he's going to have a great season this year. And I think Nikhil Harry is a sleeper in drafts and he is going to be a guy that I really think could break out in 2020. Now the final guy here, this guy with the Bills, it was kind of tough, and I didn't want to go with a no one here because I think there is potential for Zach Moss running back out of the Bills to break out. Now last year, he was in college, he played at Utah, 13 games, 169 vacated rushes in Buffalo from old man Frank Gore and the assortment of running backs back there. Now in college, he had 235 rushing attempts in 2019, 1,416 rushing yards, 6 yards per carry. The yard per carry Mark, I find to be important because if he's below five, that's not very good, especially for a guy playing in fucking Utah. So he had 17 total touchdowns, 28 receptions on 29 targets, 388 receiving yards. Now, what we've seen out of the Bills and what we saw to the Bills last year was kind of a running back by committee. I know eventually Devin Singletary ended up taking over after Frank Gore got hurt, but had Frank Gore not have gotten hurt, I think it would have been a 50 50 split, maybe even a 60 40 split with Singletary and Frank Gore. Now, Singletary is very talented, but I think that this is going to be a split backfield. I think we're going to see Zach Moss in the games a lot more, and if Devin Singletary goes down, there's about a 100% chance that Zach Moss is going to break out this year. He's the second running back on the depth chart. I think he got a lot of chances early in the season and especially later in the season if Devin Singletary ends up getting hurt. So Zach Moss is my breakout for the Buffalo Bills to conclude the AFC East. If you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please click that subscribe button down below. Now the next division to talk about here is the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So first team up here is the Cincinnati 
Cincinnati Bengals with big man Joe Burrow, who just got drafted number one overall in the NFL draft and number one in the Cincinnati Bengals' hearts as well. So the Bengals fans, I should say. So he played 15 games at LSU, won the Natty, won the Heisman. The guy was a fucking god. 60 touchdown passes to six interceptions. That shit will make your eyes cream if you watched him play last season at LSU. 527 passing attempts, 5,671 passing yards, 368 rushing yards, and five rushing touchdowns. So what is Joe Burrow going to do his rookie year? I think he has the potential to be a top 12 quarterback. I honestly do. If one of those top end guys ends up getting hurt, there is easily a path for Joe Burrow to do it. We saw last year, Daniel Jones had a bunch of games in the top 12. These rookie quarterbacks always somehow find a way have these top 12 games. So I see no reason why Joe Burrow can potentially finish there at the end of the season. Now, I understand if they don't have these training camps, if they don't have these certain off-season programs, then I'm going to retract this statement. But if a lot of systems are go come June, I would very, very, very much want to believe that Joe Burrow has a great season in fantasy football this year. I think the beginning may be a bit rocky. It might take him a couple weeks to get it going, but if he just gets it going week five and on, he could easily be a top 12 quarterback. He could easily be throwing dimes because the team around him is very talented. AJ Green, obviously, I worry about due to injury concerns. The guy can't stay healthy. Will the guy even play because they franchise tagged him? They got Boyd. John Ross, and they handpicked him a wide receiver out of Clemson in T. Higgins. So I think that Joe Burrow, the man who was smoking a cigar after he absolutely basted the Clemson Tigers in the national championship, I think Joe Burrow could tear it up this season. So the next guy in this division is the Baltimore Ravens, and that is Hollywood Brown, wide receiver of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, he had 14 games played last year, but he was really just hot and he's cold. He's one of those guys where you throw him in there and you flex, and this guy just absolutely bends the other team over and smacks them upside the head, smacks them on the ass, gets them all wet, and shoves it in their ass. That's what Marquise Brown does for your fantasy football team, and that's what he does in real life. He had five games last season over 14 points, 71 targets, 46 receptions, 584 yards, and seven total touchdowns. Now, what do I think happens in 2020? I am pretty sure that he is going to have a breakout season. I'm pretty sure that once they, I think defenses are going to figure out, holy shit, Lamar can run. Lamar can do this. If you stop the run game, you force Lamar to pass. If Lamar has to pass, he's either throwing it to Mark Andrews or Hollywood Brown. Mark Andrews, I obviously like more, but he already broke out last season. I think Hollywood Brown is going to be getting a lot more targets this season as long as he can stay healthy, and I think getting a lot of targets on one of the best teams in the NFL, a team that's going to be scoring a lot of points, is going to be ideal for Hollywood Brown, but my only retraction to this statement is I think he is going to be overdrafted. I think people are getting really high on Hollywood Brown. He's going to go way higher that he probably should, but at the end of the day, if he still breaks out at that ADP, I like him. Hollywood Brown should have a good year this year on the Baltimore Ravens. The next team here is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you could have guessed it. This is the easiest breakout call out of any of these. It's Deontay Johnson, wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, obviously, last season, he's playing with Big Ben for a couple games, then he gets Duck Hodges. He's playing with Mason Rudolph, who got bitch-slapped by Miles Garrett. So, obviously, if Big Ben can stay healthy, this is going to be much better for him. Him and Juju are probably going to rotate in and out of the slot position for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think that that doesn't necessarily matter. Obviously, the slot is good because Mr. Big Ben loves to throw to the slot, but just having Big Ben healthy is going to really help Deontay Johnson's growth. Last year, he almost saw 100 targets, 92 targets, 5.8 per game, 59 receptions, 3.7 per game, 680 receiving yards, and five total touchdowns. So he kind of had a pretty good season last year, but I wouldn't classify it as a breakout because he wasn't even close to 1,000 yards. I think this year he could easily score over 1,000 yards, easily be a top 15 wide receiver if all the cards play out right for 
for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Big Ben can stay healthy. So the next guy here is the Browns. The Browns really have fucking no one. I couldn't really find anyone. Kareem Hunt has clearly easily broken out. Nick Chubb's broken out. Odell's broken out. Jarvis has broken out. Austin Hooper's broken out. The only breakout player could be Baker Mayfield, and I don't think he's going to do shit this year. So I went ahead and went void for the Browns. I really don't see them having anyone that really has a breakout season. If you're a Browns fan, if you're someone who believes in any of these players, let me know down below in the comments, and I'll read about it. We can have a conversation in the comments about the Browns. So now we are on to the next division, since the Browns really, to me, don't have a breakout player. The AFC South. We got the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, and the Houston Texans. We're about halfway through the video right now, so please click that subscribe button down below if you've enjoyed it. And if you're already here, please, if you've already been subscribed, I should say, please click that like button. So the first team here is the Texans. Now, this take, I believe in, but I don't, I also have to take it, take it with a grain of salt because I believe in it, but I also am very scared of it. And that's Will Fuller, the fifth of the Texans wide receiver. Now, Will Fuller is honestly a very talented wide receiver. He has games where he wins you your week. He has games where he balls out of control. The problem with Will Fuller comes with his injury concerns. This guy gets hurt left and right. I know you're not supposed to predict injuries, but it's kind of clear that Will Fuller gets hurt Every fucking goddamn year, he finds his home inside of that blue tent. He has a plasma TV in there. That's where his bed is. He's got some lotion in there. He's got some tissues. He can go to town in there. So Will Fuller probably won't play 16 games. He probably won't. He'll probably play 10 to 14 games, I would assume. Could get hurt even earlier. But there's obviously huge upside here. They traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and a used condom and gave away like a second-round pick. It made no sense. But at the end of the day, Will Fuller is now the head honcho on that team. 150 vacated targets from D-Hop and a couple of the other members that left the team. So I think that the Houston Texans and Will Fuller could really tear it up. Now, Will Fuller technically has never really broken out because he's never really been that guy because he always gets hurt. So if he can stay healthy, 71 targets, 46 receptions, 670 receiving yards, 7 touchdowns, I could see that really rising. The touchdown number, though, will probably stay around the same, but it is very hard to predict touchdown numbers for wide receivers. I think he will be a good player this year. As long as he can stay healthy, this will be Will Fuller's year. So the next team to talk about here is the Indianapolis Colts, and that is Jonathan Taylor running back out of Wisconsin who got drafted in the second round of the draft this season. Colts end up selecting Jonathan Taylor in the second round of the NFL draft. And why do I think that Jonathan Taylor is going to be so great? His numbers in college are excellent. 14 games in 2019 at Wisconsin, 320 rushing attempts, 2,000 plus yards, 6.3 per carry, 26 receptions on 36 targets, 252 receiving yards, and 26 total touchdowns. This guy is going to tear it up. Now, it's going to take a few weeks. So if you're drafting him, be, be afraid, be like, oh, be a bit worried. You know, the first five games might not be good. But they're going to realize that he is way better than Marlon Mack. And even if it's a committee, I think it's going to be in Jonathan Taylor's favor, a 60-40 between him and Mr. Marlon Mack behind him. I think Jonathan Taylor shows up this year and plays great on a Colts team that right now could win. They have a great O-line. They have a good defense. They have a quarterback in Phil Rivers who could really get it done. And you know what Phil Rivers loves to do? He loves to dump the goddamn ball off. Now, I know Naheem Hines is behind him, but Jonathan Taylor will be out there to get some dump-off opportunities. I would not be surprised if he saw 50 targets this season. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to tear it up. I don't think Marlon Mack's that good 
of a pass catcher, and that might be why Naheem Hines was getting used so heavily last season. I think Jonathan Taylor breaks out this year. I think the Colts are a very, very good team, and I think Jonathan Taylor has a great year as the new starting quarterback, not quarterback, the new starting running back of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, next team here is Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this team, I think, will be atrocious, but that's because their defense is a sieve. Their defense is going to part like the Red Sea and let them get pounded, except for against the Titans because the defense will just lock up, and then Leonard Fournette, or not, actually, no, they're going to get smacked by the Titans because Derrick Henry is going to run for 700 yards. But with that said, I think Gardner Minshew has a great season. Last year, he showed that he was a talented quarterback, 470 attempts, 3,000-plus total uh, passing yards, 220 per game, 21 passing touchdowns to just six interceptions, and he could rush 354 rushes. This guy's going to tear it up yet again. He's going to be have the opportunity to be the number one quarterback. There's no way I see them going with any of the guys behind him because they're all a bunch of scrubs. There's no more big dick Nick looking down his throat to figure out, <laughs> looking down his throat, <laughs> but the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a shit team, but it doesn't matter because shit teams can produce good quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew will be behind. He's going to have to throw the ball, and that will lead to some interceptions. I understand, but he is going to play big. The only worry is that the Jaguars this year, they don't got that England game because of that Rona. You can't go to England, and that kind of worries me because the Jaguars get some free wins there. But at the end of the day, Gardner Minshew should be able to be a much better quarterback this year. They they put all these pieces around him. They're bringing LaVishka Chenault. They have DJ Chark. They have Leonard Fournette. They have all these nice pieces around him. He just needs to use those pretty pieces and throw them the goddamn ball and win some games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Gardner Minshew, the mustache man, will yet again show off in 2020, just like he did last year coming out as a rookie who did not seem like he was going to be the best prospect, but ended up tearing it up. Now, the final guy of this division, I believe, is Tennessee Titans' John New Smith tight end. Now, Jonu Smith's numbers last season were not that good, but Mr. Delaney Walker, the old man who'd come out with a real walker to get onto the field because he was so fucking old, Mr. Janu Smith is going to be the starting tight end. Weeks 14, 15, and 16, your playoff games last year, above 10 PPR points. So he started tearing it up later in the season once him and Tannehill developed more of a connection, and he's the second best wide receiver on the team. I drafted Corey Davis in a mock. It's kind of as a joke because, hey, maybe he'll be good. I don't believe it. What I really believe is that Janu Smith is the second option on that team. A.J. Brown is the number one, and Janu Smith is the number two. 45 targets last season, 35 receptions, 439 receptions. I think he is keen for a breakout year with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. I understand that they're going to be running the ball a lot, but Janu Smith can block, so he'll be out there on those kind of plays. Janu Smith's going to have a great season, and a lot of people are going to be surprised when they see Janu Smith really tear it up in 2020. He's one of my favorite late-round tight end pickups, so I really do like him here, and I think he's going to have a breakout season, a much better season than in 2019, especially since he's going to be the starter the whole goddamn year. Now, the final division of the video is the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs, your Super Bowl champions, the Las Vegas Raiders, the LA Superchargers, and the Denver Broncos. So the first team here, it's obvious, Kansas City Chiefs, CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, out of LSU. They drafted him with the 32nd pick in the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. It was very clear that CEH is going to be the head honcho on this team. Damian Williams will get used just like he did last year. Playoff Dame should have been the Super Bowl MVP, but that's just me. I think CEH really tears it up this year. It's his first year in the league. He's going to break out. Should be able to get over 1,200, maybe 1,500 
all-purpose yards. Now, I am kind of tempering my expectations as where he's going in the draft because I think it's going to take a little bit for him to get it going. But they drafted him because they know how good he is. Pat Mahomes selects this guy. He's, like, hand-selecting him. Andy Reid loves the guy. They're talking him up. They're talking him up everywhere you read it. 15 games at LSU, 215 rushing attempts, 1,400 rushing yards, 6.6 yards per carry, 55 receptions on 58 targets, 453 receiving yards, 10% market share on the offense, and 17 total touchdowns. He goes from the best fucking college football team to the best NFL team in the Chiefs. Both win the Super Bowl and the National Championship. CEH is going to tear it up. Mr. Andy Reid loves to use the workhorse back. People are going to spread this fake news. Oh, he blah, 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 blah. Back in the day, he didn't actually use running back by, or he didn't actually use the workhorse. He was running back by committee, but that's when the other coach was the head honcho there. Now he's the head coach. He calls his shot. That walrus-looking motherfucker is going to get CEH into the game. It may take a couple of weeks, but I think at the end of the day, CEH is going to have a breakout season, a great rookie year, just like we saw with Kareem Hunt, who I believe probably fumbled on his first ever touch in the NFL against the New England Deflatriates. So the next guy team up here is the Oakland Actually, I should say the Las Vegas Raiders, and that is Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama. We just talked about the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, what is Henry Ruggs? What is his, like, comp to the NFL? It would be Tyreek Hill. Two fast motherfuckers. And the Chiefs were tired of getting slapped and beaten by Tyreek Hill every single fucking time they played. Because the guy, you see him, he lines up, then he's gone. He literally chased down, I think it was Damian Williams last year. Damian Williams is like 50 yards in front of him. He just chases him down and passes him. It's crazy. The guy is that fast. Henry Ruggs is also very fast, and I think Henry Ruggs has a great year this year. I understand that he will have down games because he's that burner wide receiver, but he's going to have a great year, his first year in the NFL, so I think Henry Ruggs tears it up. His stats out of Alabama, 12 games, 40 receptions on 53 targets, so he's not going to be one of these guys with 100 targets in the NFL either. I think he'll probably be around 50 or 60 targets but if Hunter Renfro ends up going down, it could be even higher because uh, Mr. Derek Carr loves to throw the ball to Hunter Renfro. 746 receiving yards in college, 7 receiving touchdowns last year, 75% catch rate, and a 13.10% target share. I think he is going to be one of the best targets for Derek Carr. Derek Carr does have the arm to get the ball to Henry Ruggs, and Mr. Gruden is going to try to get the ball in Henry Ruggs' hands to try to make some plays, and especially now, with them having such a good running back in Josh Jacobs, it's going to have to keep the defenses guessing. Are they going to hand it to this big bruiser in Josh Jacobs, or are they going to pass it to the guy who's going to absolutely zoom right past you if you don't pay attention in Henry Ruggs? So I think Henry Ruggs has a great season. The second to last guy of this video is Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams. Now, I understand he technically kind of has somewhat broken out, but I wanted to pick him because I think that it's important to talk about him since he's very under-talked this season. Last year, he only had two touchdowns. The year before, he had 11 touchdowns, but when he had 11 touchdowns, he wasn't getting the yardage. This year, he got the yardage, over 1,000 yards, 25th in the NFL. He played in 15 games, 10.8 per PPR points per game, 90 targets, 49 receptions. Imagine he caught 75 of those balls. Imagine that. Imagine how much better his numbers would look, and I think that's entirely possible. Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert is going to be the quarterback. Not the greatest quarterbacks, but Phillip Rivers looked like dog shit. Last year, he cocked the ball back, and he says, fuck it, Keenan Allen's up there somewhere, and he just piss missiles it down the field to Keenan Allen. This year, it's going to be different. I think Mike Williams has a breakout season this year. I think he sees many. Even if he just sees 90 targets, he catches more balls than that. I 100% believe that. I think Mike Williams has a great season. He's the clear number two on the team, especially if 
Keenan Allen is playing so great, then he's going to be getting the second best corner, and he could easily make the light work of that guy. Now, the final guy in the video is Broncos quarterback, Horse Cock Drew Locke, quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Now, he only got five games last year. It was Flacco. Then it was some other guy, and then it became Drew Locke. It was... It was beautiful. It was some Brandon Allen was the second quarterback. It was beautiful. Horsecock Drew Locke comes in there, and he balls out of control. Five games played, 156 attempts, 31 per game. 20, or 1,020 yards, 204 per game. Seven passing touchdowns, three interceptions, 18 carries for 72 rushing yards. He can run the ball. I know for a fact he's going to run a lot this year. He can pass the ball. He has so many good receivers around him. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, to name a few. He has Melvin Gordon in the backfield, a good pass catcher. Philip Lindsay in the backfield, a good pass catcher. I think that Drew Locke has an excellent year this year. I think the Broncos look pretty good. It makes Drew Locke look good. Their defense is not as good as it used to be. It's still pretty good. So I think Drew Locke is going to have some favorable matchups where he could ball out of control. And don't sleep on Drew Locke because I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities this year he was eased in with just five games played because he was hurt now he's not hurt at all he's going to be perfectly fine he had like a almost half of a year or more to recover I think Drew Locke has a great year so let me know down below in the comments what you guys thought about all these players or maybe just Drew Locke some of the players click that subscribe button on the screen and one of the videos above me or to my left or to the top left I love each and every single one of you guys thank you all for 4,000 subscribers it means fucking everything to me and the next goal is 5,000 we're gonna absolutely smash that shit by the end of June. I love you all, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Goodbye, my friend.